The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about the future of MarTech. Joining us is Phil Gamesh, who is the co-founder of the Humans of MarTech Podcast, which is a podcast dedicated to future-proofing the humans behind MarTech and ensuring their happiness and success in marketing careers. Yesterday, Phil and I talked about building the Humans of MarTech podcast and his experience as a podcast host. And today we're going to continue the conversation focusing on using mid-journey to create eye-popping imagery. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Phil Gamesh, the co-founder of the Humans of MarTech podcast. Phil, welcome back to the MarTech podcast. Excited to chat about some AI tools, Ben. Admittedly, this episode is totally self-serving, and <laughs> I don't consider us to be competitors. We both are ranking at the top of the MarTech podcast charts, or when people search for the MarTech podcast, we both show up at the top. I consider us to be in a very select group of peers that are creating great marketing podcasts. I hope you feel the same way. I think that we're the startup and you're the enterprise conglomerate, if you will. Oh, conglomerate my ass. Come on, man. I'm a guy sitting in front of a podcast mic in his home. I've just been doing this for a long time, and you have a full-time job that pays your salary. I have to sing for my supper. But I admire your work as a podcaster. I love your show. And I was sitting around, we're connected on LinkedIn, and I was watching your LinkedIn feed, and all of a sudden, you had these incredible images for each individual episode that you're producing, which they're AI created, I could tell that, but like this crazy futuristic imagery, but the person who's the guest host, their face is there. For anybody who hasn't seen the Humans of MarTech, go to humansofmartech.com. I'm assuming the images are there, but you can go to Phil's LinkedIn profile I had an oh shit moment, which was I'm sitting around. We use the same MarTech logo that we've had for six years. And it's an M that I got from some dude on Fiverr for like 35 bucks six years ago. And each episode gets the same logo. And it even has our old sponsor on it. We really need to update the logo. I don't think our MarTech M is changing anytime soon because I consider it to be our brand marks but I probably should start creating individual episode creative like you have. And yours is so much better than ours. And I have such FOMO. Shit, man. Damn. (laughs) How'd you do that? 
Thank you for that. I appreciate the compliment there. It is like what we hear a lot from folks that discover us. And when we have a guest on and the guest is sharing the episode, like all the comments, like they're not about like, oh, that was a great answer. Like, oh, that was a great question. Those are some sexy pics. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, like that's a cool image. Like I love the cover art. Nice image. And maybe it helps us get folks to check out the show. And and it's definitely helped us attract some potential sponsors for next year. So I think it's a differentiator for us. And I got started in marketing like way back in the day with like the aspiration of being a graphic designer, like being on the graphic side of stuff. So it was always like an appealing aspect of the podcast to design the cover art. Like our main cover art for the show is something I just drew up together in in Illustrator and Photoshop and have a newborn daughter. She's five months now. And when I was on pat leave... I went super deep on the podcast and AI. You're supposed to be paying attention to your children, Phil. (laughs) She was passed out sleeping on top of me. You got five months to bond with the kid. (laughs) In between changing diapers, I mean, Ben, obviously. I went back to work after three weeks. No guilt here. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was right around the time where ChatGPT4 really got mass appeal. And like everyone was talking about it. I was like really the peak of the hype. It was like a fun time to dive in and, and see like how can we cut through the noise with like all the different like tools and like the the grifters that are coming out with like sell my course and blah, blah, blah. And I had already been experimenting a little bit with DALI, so OpenAI's image generator, but it wasn't great. Their initial model wasn't super fantastic, played a bit with stable diffusion as well. And they all hallucinated a little bit and I decided to give Midjourney a shot and yeah, I was like blown away by the capabilities of the tool. But it's a pain in the ass to use because you have to sign up for Discord and you're creating your images publicly. I've messed around with Midjourney myself. The image creation is way better on Midjourney, but you got to like learn how to do stuff and you basically have to speak a different language to create Midjourney images. Definitely a bit of a learning curve for sure, but there's so many tutorials on YouTube and I could shout out a bunch of different creators here. I don't have their names handy, but I just watched a bunch of videos from mid-journey experts that were using previous versions of it even before like AI was at the top of the hype cycle. And you just learn from those folks. And Midjourney has a good like user guide as well that I referenced a lot when I was first getting set up. But you're right. You need a Discord account. I already had one in my first foray into Web3 for some gaming channels, but it is their way to connect to the Midjourney server. But you can still create your own personal server that's private and connect the Midjourney bot to that. And so it's not in like a public channel. If you save it, it's still kind of saved on Midjourney's website, but you can set it up on your private server channel where you're not competing with a bunch of other people on like a newbie channel. I have a hack for you. You can direct message the mid-journey bot and you can create your images. You don't actually have to do it in a public channel, which is the way to keep your images private, right? If you're trying to do something that's going to be your IP, you don't want them publicly shared, direct message the mid-journey bot, but go on. Yeah, I like we do a lot of the cover art images that have real guests faces on there. So part of the process is pasting real images from our guests. So like the last thing I want to do is share some public images of Scott Brinker on mid journey and people know like what I'm doing there. So yeah, I set it up on a private server, a humans of Martech discord server where I just connected the mid journey bot to that. And I start off by just pasting a bunch of images of my guests. 
if they don't have enough images on LinkedIn or their social feeds, I'll just reach out to them and ask them to send me some extra ones. The idea is like pasting a bunch of them in there, grabbing the URL for it. And then you include that in your prompt in mid journey. So over time, I like I spent like a good month during Pat leave, like playing around with what is going to be the style of the image for our cover art. And I settled on this kind of futuristic sci fi ish. But yeah, it's like flat illustrations. And I have a whole prompt for it basically that I copy paste and I'm happy to share it or we can put it in the show notes there. But it's been super fun. And part of the secret sauce is an extra bot on top of that. So we can add that in the show notes too. I'll send you links to it, but it's called Insight Face Swapper. So this is what allows us to like save Ben's face or Scott Brinker's face in one of those bots. And then when Midjourney outputs an illustration, kind of looks like Scott or Ben, but not exactly. You can just be like, ah, yeah, it doesn't really look like him. It's different nose, different eyes. But then you can overlay the inside face swap on top of that. And then it looks way more like the actual person. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. That is the biggest problem that I've had. I've used MidJourney to create show art. So there was a podcast that we were pitching. We've got a production company and it was a healthcare podcast. And so I pitched this podcast to be called Understanding Healthcare. And I went into MidJourney and I forgot exactly what the prompt was, but basically it was like a view of a surgeon with his mask pulled down from the perspective of the person being operated on but have the surgeon look like he was a little nervous. And it created this wonderful image, but like if I wanted that surgeon to look like me, it would never get my face right. And so you can get very realistic looking faces, but getting someone's face on an image was very challenging. So it sounds like you've got a solution there for that. 
What are some of the other ways that you've played around with mid-journey, different styles? You mentioned you were going for the sci-fi type look and keeping things consistent within a theme. Because what I've found is you could put the same prompt in 10 times and get 10 different results. And sometimes they very much do stray from that sort of central theme. Your images all look unique and different and beautiful and damn it, they're good. (laughs) But they're also very thematic and they clearly are within your brand. How do you keep them within that structure? I ended up combining a couple of different stylized prompts or like words in my prompt, but I always finish the prompt with in the style of this specific artist. So you can have a specific style like gothic and pointillism and expressionism and cubism, and you can specify a flat illustration or a real image. You can even go into like camera lenses. Like it's very customizable. But you can also reference the style of specific artists. So you can like put your cover art in there and say in the style of Picasso or in the style of Van Gogh or in the style of Stan Lee or Kubrick. And it's actually pretty sick, like how they're able to bring in the elements, the tones, the colors from different artists. I start off with the concept of the image that I want to portray. So if it's not a cover, like I do an image for each of the blog post passages that I turn my podcast into a blog post. So I start off with the output. I'll read one for you. So flat illustration of a marketer sitting at a desk with a laptop open, displaying AI algorithms surrounded by gears and data charts in the background. And then I specify an aspect ratio. Instead of doing like 4-4 for the podcast, I do 5-4 so that I leave a bit of room at the top to have the title of the podcast. But that's pretty much all it is. Like flat illustration is something I played around with. Oftentimes, Midjourney will put in like too many gradients or it'll look 3D. And that's when it gets a bit different from like a variation to variation. I love the artwork and I appreciate you being so forthcoming with how you're putting the prompts together. So you're creating this prompt. Then it sounds like after you're done with the prompt, you're doing a face swap. There's another bot that helps you make the face look more realistic. Are there any other steps that you're going through once you've made sure that you've updated the face to make it look like the actual person that was on your podcast? This one plays around a little bit. So it depends on what the output is. Like you said, like it's not always perfect right away. So I'll use the same prompt with the start of the prompt will be the URL from my guest's image. So Scott is the one that I use as an example for my talk at Mopsapalooza there. But basically like three different images of Scott. And then I say flat illustration. Sometimes I'll play around with like a couple of different elements in the prompt. So I'll throw in like Neopop, geometric, bold stencil, minimalist. Like sometimes I'll take one out or I'll add another one back in there. Like there's not a ton of consistency with the first image, but then I add the inside face swap to make it look a bit more like Scott or my guest. And then I just like apply the inside face swap a little bit too. And it's tricky for me because like I'm doing illustration outputs, right? And the face swap is really a human face. And sometimes the overlay of a human face features on an illustration, the output isn't great. So like it hallucinates pretty often or the output isn't super great. So it's like a trial and error thing, honestly. Like sometimes I'll spend like over an hour on a cover art just for a specific guest and then I'll send it to them and they'll be like, yeah, I don't love it. Can you try something else? And I'm like, fuck. You're like, no, sorry. (laughs) 
I was actually going to ask you about that as the last question is this sounds amazing and like a lot of manual work and you're doing a podcast a week. So I understand it. we're doing daily shows. So we would have to allocate a tremendous amount of time to create individual show art for each person. Have you thought about ways where you can automate the process or have you heard of any ways where you can automate this without having to create unique prompts? Not yet. I do use Midjourney and ChatGPT in pieces of the process. So on top of the cover art, which sometimes can take a bit of time if the guest is picky a little bit, and I'm okay doing it too. I think next year, if a guest is willing to come on the show, we're going to make it kind of a requirement for them to change their LinkedIn profile picture to be the cover art image for a certain amount of time. But I also use, when I recycle the audio version transcript into a blog post on our site, for each of the question and answer, I have an H2 and then I have an image under that H2. And at first it was like super time consuming to figure out what is the prompt to mid-journey to have a cool header image for that part in the blog post. So now I just like, I feed the majority of that blog post passage to JadGPT and I ask it to suggest a creative analogy for DALI image prompt that it doesn't know what Midjourney is because it's too new, but it knows what DALI is because it's made by the same company. So ChatGPT will just spit out 10 alternatives of a cool prompt that could represent the essence or the takeaway of that blog post passage. And I've like tweaked my prompt to have the existing early starting parameters and the aspect ratio at the end of that as well. So that I'm just like copy basing my favorite one directly into mid-journey. Those ones I spend less time like being too picky about it. I just upscale one of them, copy paste it, boom, right into WordPress, add a couple of alt texts to it, and then it's done. So I think that in the future, maybe there are some ways of automating it a little bit, but honestly, I love it. It's so fun to go through the process and I'll be on my laptop at night while like my wife and the baby is sleeping and like sometimes she'll wake up and she's like, I'm either on mid-journey or chat GPT. <laughs> it's a little bit addicting and I've, <laughs> yeah. it's like the most fun creative project I have when I am pitching to do a new podcast. Whenever anybody's like, hey, do you want to do a podcast for us? Put a proposal together. I'm like, sweet. And I give them like the proposal and most of that's templated, but I'm also going to give them three logo samples. You know why? Because I like doing the logo samples. <laughs> Phil, I appreciate you being so transparent and walking everybody through how you make your custom artwork. I think that the use of mid-journey is something that most people probably don't quite understand how to do. It's super fun. And I honestly have so much envy of how you've put together your images. You're kicking our butt when it comes to imagery in the MarTech podcast landscape. And I will forever be grateful, but also still jealous. Thank you for coming on, being my guest and sharing the secret sauce. Definitely. Appreciate your time, Ben. This is super fun. All right. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Phil Gamesh, the co-founder of Humans of MarTech Podcast, for joining us. If you'd like to hear more from Phil, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is GamechP. That's G-A-M-A-C-P. Or you could visit his website, which is humansofmartech.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even apply to be the next guest speaker on the Martech Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. 
And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.